0: Welcome in to the Husker 24-7 Cast. I'm Mike Schaefer, joined by Brian Christopherson here on a uh, wintry Tuesday. Uh, Brian, I don't know what it is about Nebraska-Purdue, but when these teams seem to play, uh, Nebraska, you know, occasionally has a weather event. The game, however, should not be affected. Purdue already in town. Uh, the roads, everything should be relatively fine by the 8 o'clock start tonight. But yeah, I don't, do you remember... Oh, it would have been a handful of years ago. Uh Purdue came into town. I think Nebraska beat them. They were ranked, and it was a uh, complete and utter snowstorm in Lincoln. Like they played the game in front of like a couple thousand fans that were able to make it to PBA. It was on a Saturday. And mm. the whole reason I remember all of this is that I had participated in my first and very likely only polar plunge
1: that morning. Oh well, that is a memorable thing. So were you uh were you uh shivering as you watched the end it. of it? Oh, I, uh,
0: no, I, the, the polar plunge was right away in the morning. The game was like a, they moved it up to like a one o'clock start or a noon start, something like that, uh, because of the, the heavy stuff was going to be coming down. And, um, I skipped the game because I just didn't want to venture out into the snow. And Nebraska, I think, kind of like put it on Purdue a little hmm. bit too.
1: I, I thought you were a real, uh, fan of the program and would
0: show up like in your, just no. like your towel, you know? Nope. I have a very hard and fast rule, which is if I don't have a reason to go somewhere and it's snowing, I'm not going to be the idiot that's car is off to the side of the road because he had to go to the grocery store to get something or that he had, like, I just, I don't, I don't venture out. I don't mess with it. My vehicle is not particularly great in snow anyways. I'm not a particularly good driver, (laughs) not a good speaker. I'm not any of those things. So, um, I just. If it's snowing, I pretty much just avoid it. However, uh, I get the I get the fun and the joy of taking my wife to work here later this morning. So there's that. So I'll be out and it. it. doesn't look too bad. And it does look, at least for me, uh, and I'm right by a public school. So that could be part of it, even though they're closed today. Our side street is plowed, which is sort of a minor miracle on Lincoln. They're stepping their game up, maybe. Yeah, um, it, it hit over their threshold, which I think is like seven and a half inches. And then they venture outside.
1: Oh, OK. Um so, I but to your th- uh, deal about Purdue and snow. I don't equate the two uh, as much in my mind as you do, but I don't doubt your story. I I uh, think of, <laughs> I think of just uh, Purdue always having a giant person uh, at center, like sure. a giant, and uh, I think of a bad call. That's what I think of mostly right now. Uh, mm. it's still, I mean. It's some some people around here still smarting over that call at the in the last seconds uh, a year ago but uh hopefully Nebraska makes it that kind of game um on this Tuesday night which is not going to be easy as we kind of work through that
0: I feel like that was also the same day that uh didn't Matt rule get introduced at that game or something like that was a December mm, might have. it was a December big Ten home game the staff might have been introduced a little bit there. I know for sure there was visitors on campus. My section is right next to where uh the the visitors sit um because I remember like Kai Wallen and some of those guys as they were coming up I was I was sizing them up. I was like okay, he he looks like he's he can play the party, you know, this 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 mm-hmm. that. Um but I think they also got introduced. Um at that game too, if I recall correctly, it was December of last year, which would sort of fit perfectly. And it was a Saturday game. It was an afternoon start, I think. And uh, it's a hell of a game. I mean, we'd be fortunate if Nebraska Purdue, if it plays out like that, double overtime, um, you know, maybe, maybe Nebraska emerges victorious this time, but uh, that was a, it was a really entertaining game last year between these two teams.
1: Yeah. Well, Um, the first one,
0: the second one in, in West Lafayette, less so.
1: Yeah. Well, Going on the road in the Big Ten is hard. I can transition for us here. I'm, Let's do it. As we, uh, as we saw on Saturday. Um, we, we're, we'll we work back. How about that? Because we'll yeah. start with the one that wasn't so good, and then we'll work to the one that was. Um, I wasn't surprised at all by what happened in Madison. I don't know about you, Schaefer. Eighty-eight, seventy-two. 72 I think Wisconsin is the second best team in the league until proven otherwise. Northwestern is pretty interesting too, by the way. Um, But Purdue, Wisconsin, they just got a lot of different ways to score. Chucky Hepburn is playing like a veteran point guard. Um, Like a a guy, I think some Husker fans are like, man, what if, you know, sometimes. um, He had control of that game. And Nebraska, uh, defensively, as Fred Hoiberg has said multiple times since then, um, just wasn't the same on that end of the floor as they were against Indiana. And I think uh, Wisconsin had uh, a big share of that because they're just a lot better team. Uh, they, they got guys who can finish around the rim, and they're also hitting all their shots outside when they go about uh, 50% from three-point range and then can uh, get whatever they want around the rim. It's going to be a long day.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, a lot of it just comes down to me. That's what a Wisconsin team that was averaging six made threes a game. He gave up 12. Yeah. Um, it's a Wisconsin team that was shooting nowhere near fifty percent from three. Uh, Nebraska just didn't close out well enough at the three point line. It's, it's weird. It doesn't feel like a, you know, it doesn't feel like the Bo Ryan Wisconsin teams. So we'll put it that way. Mm-hmm. There, uh, I, I mean, they did make it to a championship game once upon a time with Frank the Tank Kaminsky, but um, they, uh, they definitely were better than I was. I was prepared to give them credit for, and I had watched them beat Marquette that Saturday, uh, same day as, uh, all the conference championship games in football. And it was like going head to head with the, the Oklahoma state, Texas big 12 championship game. And I was at a sports bar and those were the, the two TVs that were there on those two games. I watched a, a fair amount of that. And I just thought, you know, it's kind of a one-off night, but they, they're, they're good. I'll, I'll definitely give Wisconsin, yeah. uh, their props and it look, you know, people can take this how they want. Um, Nebraska is really, really going to be reliant on how officials call games. And if officials let Big Ten teams just body up Tomanaga, if they let him get grabbed and pushed and pulled, he doesn't get to the free throw line. Nebraska, I think, only shot like 11 free throws in that game on Saturday. Uh, you know, they shouldn't be getting outshot at the free throw line by Wisconsin. That hasn't happened most of the year, and it did on Saturday. And, I mean, I, uh, I wasn't able to watch – the first half but i listened to uh to kent at the start of the second half and um he was <laughs> he was quite irate about yeah. several uh several non calls particularly one memorable exchange with Jake Miehisen where they debated if indeed there was blood there would be a foul uh and they've concurred that the Big 10 does not feel that's necessarily true uh in in you know response to Sam Hoyberg uh getting uh hit oh, yes. and then bleeding and the game having to be stopped as Kent then proceeded to go into the play-by-play of the blood being wiped up off of the floor while also pointing out that there's blood but not free throws coming. I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed yeah. the pettiness of it. Um, but it's, it, it's honestly true to me, Brian. I mean, if Nebraska doesn't get to the free throw line, they will not beat teams in the Big Ten more often than not. I, I don't think... I don't think their defense is as good as what we saw them do to lower competition throughout November. I think they have a lot of issues closing teams out at three point. Um, They, you know, we, we aren't talking about this game yet, but they Indiana had their best shooting night in a long time uh, against Nebraska as well. And I just, you know, Minnesota did it to them too. Uh, it, It wasn't like Michigan state in the second half didn't shoot the ball reasonably well either. And, you know, Kansas state's the one, the one game against a quality team this year where you can say Nebraska's defense completely showed up and won that game. And so I look at these these upcoming matchups you got this week with Purdue and Iowa. And I mean, Iowa might not be very good and they don't play defense themselves, but they could shoot. Uh, yeah. Nebraska's gotta, they gotta, they gotta get better defensive effort if they're gonna take one of these two games. And I think it's imperative that they win one of these two. And certainly the Iowa one looks a lot easier than the Purdue one.
1: Yeah, um it's not going to be easy. Uh you know, they never led on Saturday. It was 48 to 28 uh before at one point in the first half. Nebraska did get it down to 13 by the break. Kase, um you're right. Um the officials were letting him go, which is yeah. is, is not ideal. Uh Kase kind of kept them afloat in the first half cuz he he hit some tough shots to have 12 uh, and then Eli Rice comes off the bench and hits his one shot, you know, that he always hits, which is nice to, right before the breaks. You're like, oh, maybe there's a shot here. There's a – the door's open a crack. Nebraska got it to 11 a couple times. It never got any closer, though. It was just like whenever they could get to 11, Wisconsin push it back to 17, and then you, they just kind of play this game back and forth until the end of it. Um, so it was one of those where – um you know, by like 15 minutes into it, it just it felt like it was going to be uh, uphill with ankle weights the whole game for for Husker basketball, and then it gets a little worse. And this is worth talking about now. Yep. Bryce Williams hobbles off, uh, Looked like a roll. A couple ankle. times,
0: right? Like he, yeah. there's a couple different times that, it, and again, I didn't watch the first half, but it sounds like he he got hurt earlier in the game and then um, get re injured again uh, later.
1: Yeah, the I mean, I think you're right, but the one the one that was notable was probably the last couple minutes. He hobbled off, and you're like, it was one of those where you immediately knew this is could be a troublesome situation for the well, next wasn't game. Alec
0: helping get him to the bench?
1: Yeah, yeah, and never uh, a great sign. So it's a rolled ankle. He didn't practice on Sunday and Monday before this Tuesday game. They were going. He was going to do an individual workout uh, Monday uh, afternoon or evening. And then of course they have the whole Tuesday before this 8 PM tip to kind of see where he's at. So it's not like he's been declared out. It seems like more of a game time decision. I don't know if you got to weigh like long-term I I hate to bring this topic up, but this is what I would think about as a coach. This is such a monster test. You've got, you want to be all hands on deck, but you also got to think about the full season. You know what I mean? And you gotta, you gotta get one of these games coming up like at Iowa on Friday night. And if, if a, a guy can't be very close to a hundred percent um that'd be a tricky decision for me as a coach for in a game like this one that that's all I'll say
0: yeah I mean I you could you can say more I mean we've got more time to fill out on this podcast you can't just shut down oh right now
1: I know I'm done uh, I'm, I'm leaving thanks
0: <laughs> okay all right I'll I'll write this out I'll pick a random husker and then pretend like I don't know which one I'm talking about
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> That was, that'd be like when I was a kid. I used to. Uh, we had throw a little. passes
0: to yourself in the backyard.
1: Yeah, I did that too. Or like you. Uh, th- this was a little more sane. Where you'd you, you, would you throw tennis balls off your roof and practice catching fly balls, bouncing them, up, oh, yeah. catching them off the bat. Yeah. But um, uh, I also I played a, foosball. against myself. Yeah.
0: You like you throw it against the side of the house and it would come oh, down yeah. the concrete and you were like. You know, you're you're fielding hot smashes at second base, kind of thing. Like that's, that's why we
1: we're so good at our backhands. Um, you and I both. <laughs> but I would play foosball by myself. This is a sad thing. Like, yeah, I would control oh, no. the. I would use. I would control the other bar, you oh. know, with my hand, and I would go.
0: I don't anyway. know, you could have stopped before we got to that one. That <laughs> I one... told you.
1: I told you I should have stopped a minute ago.
0: Yeah. Well. Yeah. That's fair. That is fair. Yeah, the, the Bryce Williams thing. Here's I'm of two minds of it. And I'll I'll lay out both scenarios and you tell me which one makes more sense to you. Um you you want all hands on deck, you you're at home. This is your chance to to kind of get a marquee win, which still matters, you know, as Nebraska assembles their resume here. Um, and this is this is the team in the Big yeah. Ten. I mean, so there's there's that, right? And then there's the part of me that's like, okay, if Bryce Williams is only 80%. I think I would rather, because even if Nebraska doesn't win, it results in some important playing time being handed out to somebody that you're going to need as the season continues on. I think I would then rather pivot towards, I'd like to see more CJ Wilcher in response of Bryce Williams being out, but then the continuation of that, because I think Wilcher's playing some pretty good basketball right now. I don't know exactly how Saturday went for him, but he played pretty well earlier in the week last week. Um, then I think you'd get more minutes for a guy like Eli Rice, who this, I mean, they're going to need him down the stretch. Mm -hmm. You mentioned he came in, he hit the big three, uh, his one shot that he made against Wisconsin. I mean, we've talked about, like, what a lift that guy could be if he comes in off the bench and he gives you two threes a game, like two just critical daggers when you need them. Uh, So if he gets a little bit more playing time against the best team against the Big Ten because Bryce Williams can't go, I think long-term that's going to help you out as you get into those matchups – uh, in late January and February where you got to start ripping off wins and you're playing teams that are maybe a little walking wounded and that kind of thing. Uh, but going back to it, your best chance to win is with Bryce Williams. It is a really sort of difficult either or decision. Do you think it's made a little bit better if you're able to get some more times to the guy like Eli Rice to, to see, you know, the help his development a little bit and in, in a critical spot. <clears throat>
1: Never hurts to get guys minutes like those. Um, Eli's definitely one I'd like to see. Uh, Hoyberg mentioned on Monday during the Zoom call with reporters, uh, you know, he's really happy with Eli and how he's developing. He said on the defensive end, there were a couple lapses and things maybe um, from that game Saturday. Of course, everybody had that. But yeah, he just on the offensive end, especially Schaefer for a young player I just am continually impressed with how he comes in and he just like, looks like he belongs and he wants to, yeah, I'll shoot that. You know, like a lot of guys when they get in the game and I wouldn't blame them, you're cold or whatever um, like that. You're not thinking like shot first or like, I'm going to be that guy who puts it up here and he's not scared of that moment. So that's a nice sign. Yeah,
0: for sure. Hey, let's take a quick time out here. And when we come back, we'll dive into the win that Nebraska had last week as they hosted Indiana and kind of ran the uh, the Hoosiers a little bit out of the gym uh, there last week and setting themselves up um, for this four-game stretch where they got the first one. They did lose to Wisconsin, uh, but now if they can split, that would be a, a pretty good 2-2 two and two there. So more about Nebraska, Indiana, and, of course, Iowa ahead when we return here on the Husker 24-7 Hoopscast. The rest is football wherever you get your podcasts. All the best from Big Beats. So I mentioned, Brian, before we went to break, Nebraska did kind of take it to Indiana a little bit last week, which if you go look at the numbers in that game, it did not feel like there was a lot of defense that was played. Nebraska did a great job getting to the free throw line, uh, took advantage of a lot of of free throws there, took advantage of some pretty lackadaisical Indiana play, took advantage of a team that really – struggled to figure out what they wanted to do offensively at times until they're like, hey, what if we just do this thing where we throw it to the really tall guy right by the rim? And then that sort of worked out for him for quite a mm-hmm. bit in the second half. But Nebraska ran away with that one. It, You know, I forgot what the score was, but was it like a 16-point win?
1: 16-point win. believe it was 86-70. <laughs> well, yeah, um, I did the
0: thing where you act like you don't remember, but then you nailed it. But I, I wasn't quite sure if it was 14 or 18. No, it, was,
1: it, was, it was 16. Um, Nebraska's guard play was far better in that game. Uh, Xavier Johnson was coming back for the first time after missing like seven. Looked really rusty. It didn't score. Uh, the other young guy they had, Nebraska, did a nice enough job on him. I thought Jim Marcus had a pretty good game in that one. Um, you know, and defensively, they did give up some stuff, but they also created a lot off their defense, and that's what they've got to do against Purdue. You, you had – uh, 15 steals, you forced 19 turnovers. Some of that, a few of those were just Indiana being sloppy. But Nebraska went out and, and got got it too. They, they took that. Um, and so that was impressive. And then they were just really sharp on offense with their movement. And um, every time someone needed a big shot, it felt like uh, it happened, including Bryce Williams, like banking in that one and put them up 20 at one point. It's like, yep, it's their night. And of course, it was the Casey show. Um, you know, the there was a stretch where he scored 16 points in four and a half minutes, and I thought uh, Casey's good play on the offensive end carried over into Saturday too. So I wonder if if that uh, warm up is starting to occur. Um, you know, if a Casey KSA front is moving in because um, uh, he played great against Indiana. Of course, that was the game. Um, Dylan Riala was there and all that stuff and the Tominaga family. And he took a picture with them. It was just a feel good Husker night uh, of basketball. But you know what? The biggest thing to me about it all was Schaefer was uh, let's go back. We didn't know when rink mass was going to return for sure. And when you looked at this schedule and it still does worry me because you just lost Wisconsin. Now it's Purdue. I was not an easy one on the road. I was worried about this four game stretch. Like when does mass come back? How much is he available to play? Um, Is it going to be a deal where Nebraska just can't function without him? Well, and they lose four coming out of the break and it's a problem. And that game, we're going to look back on it. If Nebraska can do the right things, I think it was a huge game for Husker hoops. Mass was able to get out there and play like twenty to 30 minutes. Um, I know he's a little sore, but that's just the way it's going to be. And he's um, on the court. He's doing the stuff he usually can do for the most part. And um, if you had asked me two weeks ago when he's returning and what the first couple of weeks would look back, I would have been pretty hazy on it. So the fact that he's been playing has been good.
0: Yeah, I, I recall thinking during that Indiana game, like if we had done a podcast like right after that, my one quibble of how everything played out is I felt like they pushed him a lot more than they needed to late in that game because mm. Joan Gary had four fouls. You could have brought him back in. You still had Josiah Alec. You were up double digits, and he was still in there with like two thirty left to go in the game. It seemed dumb to me, uh, but so that that might speak to that he actually, for as much concern as we had of when he was going to be available, the fact that he was able to to be out there and there wasn't any real noticeable difference, and he was able to log all of those minutes, and they didn't feel compelled mm-hmm. to pull him out. Um, speaks to that they they're obviously treating him as full go. Like they're not like they're going to monitor it. I'm sure. Yeah. But it it just struck me as if you're leaving this guy out there of a double digit lead inside of four minutes for really no apparent reason. Um, you know I don't think there was anyone who felt like Indiana was going to be able to close a sixteen point. I think it might have been twenty points by the four minute mark. Um, so it, that was a little bit kind of a quibble, like save a few minutes, save some wear and tear, but it also reminded me of something else, and we got a little update on him. This team could really use Blaise Kata. Could really use an extra big that it could bring in when they get into foul trouble, when when Joanne Gary gets called for stuff, uh, when Josiah Alec is a little bit ineffective at times. I think we've seen the best of him uh, this year, and and he's far more of a role player than he is a guy who's likely really going to contribute in a meaningful way. They could have used Blaze Cata for sure this year, and I don't know if we're going to get him. I really don't, and you would have more information on that.
1: Uh, yeah, I think it's still up in the air. Hoyberg said it's going to be two weeks before – next couple of weeks probably before they know if he's going to contribute like at maybe a month from now. Um, he was doing some footwork drills in front of the media the other day. I, he does still have a little ways to go. He hasn't done any live work with the team right. yet. So, I mean – it's a ways away on the calendar. feel like you're think. talking
0: maybe if he is able to come back, maybe you get yeah. him for kind of the last five, six games of the conference. I league. mean,
1: it would be nice to have that one other body that, even if it's six to eight minutes or whatever that looks like, that you can use or spell somebody if you're in foul trouble. Uh, it would, you know, help get guys that one extra breath on the bench. Jawan Gary, I, I want to say this quick. I know we got to move along here, but Jawan um, is going to have to, Step up going forward too, and that was talked about in the Zoom call with Wayberg the other day. He actually hasn't had as many rebounds, you know, the last three games out uh, has been kind of quiet on that end. There's been foul trouble, I know, so um, he's been challenged. He challenges himself with that stuff. They're going to need the Jawan. I'm not saying he can't go out and do Kansas State second half Jawan Gary stuff all the time but if he can do, um, you know, where he's close to, you know, he's giving eight to 10 boards or something like that, this, this, this team needs it right now. Yeah.
0: Uh, we don't have a lot of time to do to go into Iowa, but that's fine. They're the same basketball team that they've always been. They're going to score a bunch of points. They're going to play bad defense. Fran is going to blow his top at some point. We're all going to laugh about it. Um, any other thoughts that you want to, you want to throw in there
1: on Iowa? I mean, we said uh before Indiana this was like we like to put it in a four game stretches yep. basically or I do they got
0: another big four game stretch yeah it's right after Iowa too
1: but I do think the schedule opens up some there's some of these teams where they're maybe not quite what they used to be Iowa you could say is one of those perhaps, no. but it's there and it's just tough to win on the road in the big ten but before this four game stretch we said if Nebraska could somehow get two you know with Wisconsin and Purdue sandwich in the middle of it. That would be huge. I don't think all is lost if this is if they're two and four at the end of the week. I think there's still chance to come back and and rally from that. But you'd love to just three keep, and three
0: feels a lot. better.
1: Man, it does. You just want to keep your head on that 500 bar or, or above and and work from there. So that that's a big key uh, to it as you look at the schedule. But I do have a, a Husker for you if we want to do it.
0: Yeah, let's uh let's dive into it every week. We go back and forth. Last week I had Mikey Moore, and it took BC a little bit longer than I expected.
1: Kind of embarrassing and
0: he'll be he'll well. be the first to, to admit that apparently as well. So this week he will have a random Nebraska player throughout Nebraska history, though we have largely been condensed to at least my lifetime. Uh well and certainly Brian's because he's older, but um Sorry, I didn't that wasn't supposed to. Be yeah, right. what
1: a jab. <laughs>
0: that was that came out wrong. Anyways, I'll shut up. You have the floor.
1: Yeah, by the way, in defense of my Mikey Moore problems uh last week, um I just got in my head that he wasn't on that NIT
0: championship team for some reason and that really mm-hmm. threw me. He played a big part in beating Saint John's. I think eleven and thirteen.
1: Because when she said he was on every NBA team, basically, um, <laughs> there's only like one or two guys it can be. Okay, the guy um, today, your Husker of the day. Um, would you like his town?
0: Sure. Yeah, I like I like the biographical stuff like this.
1: Maywood, Illinois. Okay. Does that help?
0: Uh. Well. Illinois makes me think of one very specific player who never quite knew how good he could be uh but I need another clue before I'm I'm gonna j- jump he on was that. uh he was listed at five eight we' talking about Charles Richardson
1: yeah, yeah how do you I like should... them apples pretty good i did i didn't even work to what i wanted to work to you you wanted to get
0: to the big shot against texas tech yeah it's my favorite it's my favorite doc with the weirdest celebration of all time and one of my favorites as as a fellow big man and he thrust his gut out and he just starts swinging around you can't see it on the podcast but i'm trying to do it right now and it was on every highlight clip subsequently for every nebraska basketball season that doc would coach after that was his first I think that was his first year. It was my first semester at Nebraska. It was like a January night in 2007. Mm -hmm. Um, Pretty sure Nebraska was still playing on Fox Sports Midwest uh, at that time. And me and my roommate were watching in our dorm rooms and just annoyed uh, that uh, Nebraska just couldn't seem to put it together. And then lo and behold, out of nowhere, on an inbounds and probably like 35 feet from the hoop, Charles Richardson, shortest guy on the court, heaves it, smashes it.
1: Yeah, to win the game 61-59. Um, and it was a play where Texas Tech actually had the stop, and one of their guys, like, saved the ball from going out of bounds yeah. and flipped it back in, and it went right to Charles Richardson, who uh, lined it up and and knocked it down. And it was a very um, – I was watching the game with uh, – some people recognize his name, Matthew Hanson, the fellow – journalist of my time we were at his apartment watching it and we were like this doesn't happen in nebraska like this is a, the Hus- people who follow husker hoops we have had to get excited about stuff that's not like the greatest accomplishment in the world but it's something and you just want those crumbs and it was one of those games where here's some crumbs folks for those yeah. of you who are watching this on a tuesday or wednesday night have some crumbs
0: the the exact opposite of that game would come like a year later i think where uh, Adi Dog Enduro helps get a defensive stop for Nebraska and heaves the ball down the court to a racing Steve Harley, who just needs to secure the ball to basically get yeah. fouled, close out a game against Texas A&M. His, like, I don't know, the whatever the very tip of his shoe touches on the white right in front of me in the, the red zone section, he's called out. Texas A&M gets the ball, hits a half-court shot. Josh something, nails it. Mm-hmm. and uh that was just like a massive blow uh to that team. That might have been 2008 2009, but I had, I had it in my head it was maybe 0708. But it was right in that run of things where, you know, just the the inexplicable Nebraska snatches, you know, defeat from the jaws of victory type thing. And so, for them to be on the other side of it was always sort of remarkable.
1: Yeah. The game you're talking about, that team had that Husker team had tournament hopes at that point. Yeah, kind of derailed them, but um as we close out, you should say one dramatic line because uh, our podcast has been ha- – this has been having an effect on people. You had the dogs idea, and it seems like the disc dogs <laughs> just like are living in Lincoln now. Yeah. And that's fine, by the way. That's not a shot. They keep them coming, I say. I,
0: I think Mahomes needs them in Kansas City against Miami. They have you, better, better ability to catch downfield than uh, Valdez Scantling or Candarius Tony.
1: Did you see against Indiana, the guy uh, had a bad – throw the frisbee and it, so it went over by the student section and the dog uh he i don't blame him he didn't want to go around so he like went through the chair he was like working through the chair like to get to the frisbee and it just warmed my heart so yeah that i i'd keep that coming we also were um got a line on their uh, hype video after the win where i said something like there's going to be a lot of energy in the gym tonight so if you said like I don't know. Think if you thought of something like it's going to be a hot one tonight, or you know, just kind of something that would that would play well. Maybe maybe save it for another game. But
0: it's a great night to have a great night. I don't know. I don't I don't have anything. You, didn't,
1: the, you didn't say it with enough like you know like
0: Brian. Low Nebraska basketball. It is a great night to have a great night. Go get yourself a marquee win. Put yourself on the map. Make people notice this Nebraska basketball team. It's not the same as you've recognized. It's not the same as you know. You go take care of Purdue, people around the league are gonna notice. People around the league are gonna start to think, Nebraska, that's not a win anymore. There you go. Is
1: that that might, they might have a shot. Okay. I don't know. We'll right. see if they cut that up.
0: My other great idea, and this is this falls in the category of maybe I shouldn't even say it out loud. Uh, but do you uh do you remember Steve Adazio, the, the former Boston college? and yeah. he also coached at, at Colorado State. There's uh, the viral clip of him. I think it was like a vine when that was like a thing. And he's standing on the, the stadium steps with the field behind him. And he's just like, what's better than this? Guys yeah. being dudes. What if Trev Alberts did that from, you know, the top of the third section or the second section of PBA and the disc dogs are just down there catching it. And he's just like, <laughs> what's better than this? Dogs being dogs.
1: <laughs> there you I think that would
0: be a good video. I, yeah. I think people would like that.
1: Could set it up every time he could yeah. say that, and then you know there'd be kind of like a smoke. And you, you know, uh, turn the lights down, have some smoke come out, and the dogs, unless that, bo- unless that bothers the dogs, we yeah, we don't do- want to bother the dogs, yeah, but anyway, this
0: needs to be a pro dog thing, so we do
1: have good ideas,
0: yeah. we. <laughs> We have nothing but ideas. We we maybe don't have good points, but we have ideas. All right, Brian. Uh, I got to run. Appreciate it. As always, everyone check out the work that Brian does covering this basketball team at Husker 24-7. Get to the game tonight. Uh, like I said, Nebraska put themselves on the Big Ten map with a victory over Purdue. Let's see it happen.